Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. Now, front row, are you happy? i got comfy seats this week for the front row. If you weren't here last week for the final bit at the show, uh, these ingrates complained. Anyway, so I brought 50 chairs up these stairs myself, and then these ones, oh, it's not comfy on my bottom. Anyway, so... Hey, has anyone never been or heard the podcast before? If you have, clap now. Well, welcome... Welcome. Now, what I do is this is a quiz all about the guest lives. And at the start of every show, I go through the entire internet and I find out what other Josh Earls have been doing. And this week, I went back. I went back some way. I went back all the way to 1889. <laughs> because there was a man who shared my name in Cowra, New South Wales, who played in the council band. And the local newspaper reported about a ball that he played at. And this is how they described it. Going off without a hitch, and why wouldn't it, with a bevy of local divinities present in the full bloom of youth. Oh, no, that's... It's not good. That's why journalism's dead. Anyway, uh, and then the rest of the articles just went on about how the journalist got free food and uh, drank all that he could. Anyway, hey... What we do, we bring uh, four people out, so let's introduce them now. Our first guest shares his name with the 1891 pole vault champion of Townsville. Can you please welcome back to the podcast, it's Tom Gleeson! Yes! Hey, Tom. Pole vault. Pole vault from Townsville in 1891. Oh, very good. I... I, I... That was me. Held the record. I am very old. I'm older than people think. Held the record for 20 years. Yeah, I know. I, I was dominant back then too. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how tall it would have been. It didn't say how high he jumped. Uh, yeah, well, it's the olden days. So yeah. the record wouldn't be what it is now. Well, just let me think back. It was... Uh, I remember the turn of the century was coming up. Uh, yep. War was in- imminent, but I wasn't worried because I knew it was going to be the war to end all wars. <laughs> and... Uh, but back then, you only had to jump over a fence, really, yeah. and then you're fine. So, yeah. Our next guest shares her name with a Nigerian sales executive for BKG. Can you please welcome Judith Lucy to the podcast? Hey, Judith. I just don't know how much Nigerian gear I've got. <laughs> you don't have to have any. <laughs> that's, that's a relief. I'm not even sure if this person really is from Nigeria. They've just set up a LinkedIn profile and trying to scam people, but that's, that's all it is. A lot of Lucy Judiths, not many Judith Lucys yeah, in the world. I got nothing. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is my mother actually wanted to call me Lucy, so I could have been Lucy Lucy, which uh, would have fucked me up more than my childhood already has. Also joining us is a comedian who shares her name with another Townsville person, a Townsville woman, who in 1920 was the bridesmaid of her sister's wedding where the Daily Observer reported that she carried a bouquet of pink oleanders and asparagus. (laughs) Can you please welcome Kate McLennan! (laughs) Hey, Kate. Hi. Guess who just got on Trove this week? I'm finding out all this old shit about people. Did you say a bouquet of asparagus? Yeah. For a wedding day? For a wedding. Pink oleanders and asparagus. So I'm not sure if they were asparagus farmers or what, or they were just really cheap. I'm not sure. You were around in 1920, Tom. What was it? Like, 
It was all the rage back then. <laughs> it was, because it was the 20s, it was the roaring 20s. Everyone had a lot of money, so you could just blow money on asparagus bouquets. <laughs> it was before the Depression. Things changed then. Yeah. We didn't have bouquets. We just threw dirt at, um, <laughs> at people. And finally is a comedian who shares his name with a Californian construction worker. Can you please welcome back to the pod? It's Joel Creasy. <laughs> Joel, just say one sentence and then Tom will jump in and do the yeah, job. Yeah, great. Okay? Well, I screen construction worker, so here I am. Tom, take it over. <laughs> Let's get back to the 1920s. <laughs> what else happened in the 1920s, Tom? Uh, I, I built Sydney Harbour Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while because it didn't get finished till what, the 60s? Oh, no, no, no. no it was oh, the bridge, late I'm 20s. thinking Opera House. No, no, the op- no, it was the late 20s, got it done, yeah. Sorry. Then... Uh, Charles de Groot came through and cut the ribbon. It was very embarrassing. I was supposed to cut the ribbon. <laughs> hey, thanks all for coming down. Pleasure. Kate, you've not been on for so long. I know. How long's it been? It's been when we a recorded years. The, the filmed ones. Was that? Yeah, was... no, those two just took off, didn't they? Because like, <laughs> 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 you, you posted a photo recently of that podcast so with Hannah and Tom. And oh, yeah. it was Broden and myself. And uh, is that what you're talking about? No, is that, that, that was before about? this one. But talk about that one. That was oh, a good that episode. Was, we did it up at, like, what's it called? Morning. Some Velvet Morning. I was going to say Morning Glory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it was Tom, myself, and then Hannah and Broden Kelly. And you made a comment about how Hannah had won an Emmy Award and Tom had won the Gold Logie. But didn't mention anything about <laughs> Broden or myself. <laughs> I mean, we've got at least, at least like a hundred thousand YouTube you know, views between us. You, you bring at up an interest. You, no, sorry, you bring up Tom. You did win a gold logie. Congratulations. Well done. So. Thank you very much. Yeah. So it's. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate. Back to it. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I was only saying that for a joke. I thought they'd get it. But that's fine. That's. <laughs> But you did win. Where, where, where do you keep it? Uh, I've just got it in my office at home. And the great thing is it raises your profile so you get to do podcasts on a Sunday <laughs> Arvo. <laughs> which is why I'm here. Yeah, thank you. To thank raise you. my profile more. Who, who, who are you going to try and make win this year? Can't say. It's a secret. Oh. Are right. you, is it you that got Carl back on air, back on Today? <laughs> has that got to do with you? Well, I did go on the Today Show and ask where he was. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was an interview. I saw and I remember the inter- when, when I walked into the Today Show, I thought, what's the one thing they don't want me to talk about? And the answer's Carl. So I, I threw the whole interview out the window and I spent the whole time <laughs> looking for Carl. Well, they'll love it now. I looked behind the couch. Where is he? Where's Carl? And he came back. There you go. In a taxi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Our first game tonight or today is called You Can Quote Me On That. Now, it's a new one for live. I've never done this live. But what I've done is I've gone through the entire internet and trying to find interviews and your social media presence because, Judith, you're not on any social no. media. But you do a lot and of interviews. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've done, I've found quotes from the four of you. And if you think you know who said this, buzz in your names or your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. You get a point off if you get it wrong. So you can't lose any points. I'm just getting my phone out so I can score the game. There we go. So here we go. Our first question is this one. I started ordering a latte and the barista interrupted me and asked, with cafe? Anyway, don't worry. He's dead now. He's fucking dead. I fucking killed him. Joel. Yes, Joel. Is it Tom? No, that's Kate McLean. Oh. I point there for Kate. <laughs> I was like listening to it going, I don't remember saying any of that, but it absolutely sounds like something I would say. <laughs> what did yeah. I say that? When, when did I say that? You said it on Twitter the other week. Did I? Yeah. I Fucking, what, very the, angry like about Like recently? It. Yeah, not, not long ago. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> so that kind of seething resentment pours out of you so much you don't even remember when you've done it. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> to know what you know just stays in my head and what I let out like it's a little it's just a little tap that I kind of you know it's like how much time do I have on the toilet will I let that little little tweet go or will I hold it back for a while glad you said tweet I was concerned (laughs) next question I just got an accounting bill so huge that I'm thinking about signing up to that cameo site but it's just me giving out blowjobs Tom yes Tom Joel you are correct yes (laughs) yeah Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to stereotype you, but the blowjobs gave it away. <laughs> How do you think I'm here? Uh, 
Have you, are you on Cameo? Is anyone uh, Cameo? I don't, I don't know what Cameo is. It's what that, is it? It's that site where um, you can go on and you can get like celebrities to do like a 30 second video for oh, you and they yeah. range in price. So like someone from Queer Eye would be 250 bucks whereas like, you know, Rhonda Birchmore would be 30 bucks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, I got, I, I got one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for my tour manager and um, yeah, she was, she, yeah, it was, no, shit, not worth the money. It was like 150 bucks. 150 bucks. <laughs> 150 bucks for, the real, like for a Camille second. Grammer from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to say thank you to my tour manager. Who had, and she's like, I really wish I could see this too. I'm like, you just read the, no, you, yeah. you're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. Okay, question three. Darwin is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that could be anybody. <laughs> Joel, did you say Joel? Judith. No, that was Tom Gleeson. Oh. Another point there for, for Tom. I really did think it was me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was Tom. Yeah, I was, it was. There was no twist. No. <laughs> He's with there. We're back. I've, I think everyone who's in Darwin is running from something. Mm. It's a whole city just of people going, where did you used to live? Oh, I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. I've been, mm. I was there for a week. It's so nice. No, well, to be fair, it was actually, I put up that tweet with a photo of a sunset and it was very pretty and so it was ironic. But it's funny how you go, Darwin is a shit old beautiful sunset. Yeah. But it's funny how people still somehow get offended. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a shithole. Why don't you go back to Victoria where it's really cold? Uh, that's where I'm going. I'm in the airport. It's actually where I'm going right now. <laughs> All right, this one was written just after that big ageing face app craze. So this is what it said. I don't really care what your face looks like normally, let alone older. Kate. Yes, Kate. I've, is it? Is it you, Jude? Did you no. say No, that? that was Joel Creasy. A point there for Joel, yes. I hate that ageing face app. It's stupid. Yeah. 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 Just put up your normal face. <laughs> Shit out. There's not a lot of difference between yeah. those two <laughs> photos <laughs> with me. <laughs> similar. I know, yeah, but also it was just, there was a, it, was, it was ageist. Because everyone's oh. like, oh, how, how, oh look, look at me looking like some old... Like it was, <laughs> there was something, the humour that people were getting out of it, yeah. I struggled to enjoy. Yeah, totally. Because... I'm getting, we're all getting older. So it's like, how can you have fun mocking people for being your future destination? But it's, it did, when my, I made my partner do it and it was weird, like, seeing him and he kind of looked like his dad and it was sort of like a glimpse into the future of when I'm going to have to fuck his dad. Kind of thing. <laughs> 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 it's a bit, wow. You know? Well, anyway, I dumped him. I dumped him. <laughs> and now you're dating his dad, so it's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next question. I busted my gut to get top marks in school, not to study medicine, but to do a Bachelor of Arts. I could have spent high school shelving Rehypnol and I still would have gotten in. <laughs> Tom. Yes, Tom. Joel. No, that was Judith Lucy. Yeah. Whatever, Judith. <laughs> And I really wish I had shelved Rohypnol. Yeah. I wish I'd shelved many things. No, I was so unbearably... Yeah, I was such a suck. I was such a goody-two-shoes. And this was all so I could do a theatre arts degree, <laughs> which involved nothing more than drinking cask wine, trust exercises and massaging each other. <laughs> so why the fuck wasn't I on crystal meth from year eight to leaving? It was, I just wasted my time. <laughs> it meant I was a virgin until I was 20. I just, I thought none of it through. Because I did the same thing. I was like, uh, did a performing arts degree as well. And I should have just went, oh, fuck it, I'm not ever going to use that. Yeah. Yeah. Except I'm here now, though, so that's good. Exactly. Yeah. I did, I did three months of a political science degree and was looking for an out. And one day the lecturer told me I have messy handwriting and I was like, that's it. I do not have a couple of abuse. I'm out. See you, Karen. Because you did performing arts as well, didn't you, Kate? Yeah. And you did a yeah. science degree, Tom. Yeah, science, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you did yours in Ballarat. Ballarat, yeah. Big I've lived smoke. there for three years. It was, it was great. I first started, when I moved to Ballarat, I was paying $35 a week rent. It was that's a lot of money left over when you get you <laughs> I was a same. study package out of that. That was I was making money. <laughs> Cuz when I was in Launceston I was paying $33 a week in rent yeah. and I was on the dole as well and I had so much money left over. There was no motivations to get work so I moved to Melbourne and got I need some motivation. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't the the just threat a, of poverty. Yeah. To get me out you moved in the state to get motivated. Yeah. Oh, wow. To do comedy. 
All right, next question. From a very early age, I prayed like a motherfucker. Joel. Yes, Joel. Judith. Yes, that is Judith. Yes, point there for Joel. Yes. This is painting a very boring picture, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. I'm praying, I'm studying really hard. You Thank made heavens, up for we it. all know it fell apart. Yes. <laughs> when did you finish praying? I'm guessing you've finished. <laughs> you might still be going. I don't, I don't want to judge you. No, well, the, the really depressing thing was that my father actually said... I think I was about 13, he just went, you are getting the most incredible present for your birthday, which I don't know why I thought that would happen because it had never happened before. <laughs> and for my birthday, he gave me a statue of Mary. <laughs> I wanted fucking Cluedo. <laughs> and that's what I got. So I was praying to Mary for him to die. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> Next question. I was convinced that someone had dumped a pram of babies in my driveway, only to discover a big cat out there on heat. After being ever so slightly startled, she turned back around to me with a look that said, look, you're not my type, but are you going to fuck me or not? Tom. Yes, Tom. Kate. Yes, you're correct. That's true. It didn't have the seething resentment, but it just had those the, the details yeah. that Kate focuses on. That it's I overwritten, Tom. Yeah. That's what you say. It's overwritten. It was not brief. Yeah. It needed a McCartney edit. <laughs> yeah. It was a first draft. <laughs> All right. Next question. Ricky Nixon had a go at me during a Twitter rampage on Saturday night. It's okay. I'm not a teenager. I can handle his advances. <laughs> Judith. Yes, Judith. Joel. No, that is Tom Gleeson. Oh. Point there for Tom. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. In. <laughs> in when, when was that? I'm, it's not topical. If it's 2012. About wow, you dug deep. Yeah. That was back when I actually cared about current events. No, what I, I just typed in best Tom uh, Gleeson tweets and that came up. So what? yeah. Oh, wow. That was Into one Google. of the good ones. That was the top wow. top result. Oh okay. So you don't even That's your it. best. Yeah. <laughs> who, who's aggregated that? Like, is that a, a list on the internet? Ricky Nixon's previous girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It just came up. So I'm not. Go. I'm yeah. laughing like I know who Ricky Nixon is. <laughs> you would know. You'd remember the St Kilda Schoolgirl. Oh yes. There yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. It was outrageous at the time, but then we moved on. <laughs> we get very annoyed for brief periods and then you, we forget. You weren't working on the project when she came on, were you? Uh, no, no, I'd already been fired. Yeah. <laughs> I got fired from the project and my job was filling in for Husey. I got fired from a fill-in position. <laughs> How weird's that? I was like, How I didn't did you get fired? Well, I, I got a call before Christmas told, and they said, you don't need to come in anymore. It was weird. Who replaced yeah. you? Sorry? Who replaced you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think there was a replacement. It was strange. Yeah, I got, I got fired from the project and was like, I didn't think I was employed by you. I thought I was just <laughs> fill, filling in for Husey when I felt like it. And it, oh, it was like being dropped by a girlfriend you didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I was, the thing that really upset me was I thought, this is the, the, the project, you know, it gets gold logies for everyone and clearly I can never win one now. <laughs> Good writing on that show. Anyway, um... <laughs> Next question. I don't want to make a gross generalisation but all performers, about all performers, but a lot of us are just yawning chasms of insecurity and self-obsession. <laughs> Tom. Yes, Gosh. Tom. Kate. No, that was Judith Lucy. Oh. Point there for Judith, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was brief. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was, yeah, it was very tightly, ri tightly written. <laughs> and our final question for the first round... Oh, Barnaby Joyce, do fuck the fuck off. Tom. Yes, Tom. Joel. No, that was Kate McLennan. It oh. was... So it was brief, but it included swearing. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's... <laughs> Every single one of Kate's tweets had fuck in it. So that's... Yeah. It's, I've done a bit of experimenting recently where I've, like, done a couple of tweets without any expletives in them. Oh. And it's quite interesting how they'll get more of a response than, yeah, yeah like uh, uh, the swearing really turns people off. 
So if I was smart, I'd stop <laughs> writing tweets with fuck yeah. in it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, just, it's, it's not because of people's sensibilities. You're just you're tripping the algorithm. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because okay. I, I, when um, Nick Giannopoulos... Did. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, Nick Giannopoulos was doing, he did hard chat, so I wanted to put something up about it. And I can't remember, I said it's like a, a hard chat becomes wog chat. It got zero likes for three days. And I was like, what's going on? Oh, I know what's going on. I've been racist. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't pass it on. <laughs> All right. All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Judith on two points. Go for Judith. Wow. Joel on two points, Kate on two points, but our leader on four points is Tom Gleason. Oh, I think <laughs> All right, this round is called Nine to Five, What a Way to Make a Living. Now, we've all had gigs. Some of them are not great and some of them are very great. And today we're going to talk about one gig that has stayed with us. And today we're talking about a young Joel Creasy mm -hmm. who was booked for one of his first ever corporate gigs oh, for nice. a hotel chain to perform at their Christmas function. Yeah. But what happened that made it so memorable? Ooh. Was it A, there was no stage, no working microphone, and Joel performed in the middle of the dance floor. The ceiling was filled with helium balloons and their ribbons hung down all over Joel's face, <laughs> so it looked like Joel was performing in a school of jellyfish. Yeah. Good gig. Is it B, <laughs> they had just let off a quarter of their staff, so the remaining workers refused to go to the Christmas function. What was meant to be a gig for over 1,000 people in a giant function room was a gig in front of 12 reps from the hotel and the band they had also booked. To make it worse, because the band watched Joel, Joel felt obliged to watch the band. <laughs> I'm very kind. <laughs> or was it C, Joel started the gig and after about three minutes, the organiser was making a winded-up motion. Joel didn't know what she was doing, so ignored her when she walked on stage with another microphone and said, thank you, Joel, for those words. Let's move on. <laughs> it's like every gig, actually. <laughs> when Joel walked off stage, he asked what was wrong. She said, nothing. I just thought people would rather just talk. Joel still got paid. Now, one of these is true. You have to ask Joel as many questions as you can to try and mm. get the right answer out of him. Bear in yeah. mind, he wants you to get it wrong so he gets your point. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to answer all together. You can answer A, B or C. It doesn't matter. The floor is open for questions. The scary part is ask all away. of them feel true. <laughs> oh, they all, they all sound true. That mm. <laughs> Tom! <laughs> <laughs> They all sound like the kinds of gigs you'd do, Joel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but well, the one, okay, I need to ask you. Okay, when you with the middle story, when you watched the band, what what kind of music did they play? Pop covers. Well, like I'm a, struggling though, because because the idea that they watched you and then you felt obliged to watch them doesn't ring true to me, because you're not interested in anyone who's not yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So it just, you know what I mean, it just doesn't ring yeah. true. I'm known he for was... my love of stand-up. I'm always at the back of the room watching, enjoying. He was 20 years old, though, very new. Yeah. Oh, OK. Might I've known Joel a while, mm. and I don't know if... <laughs> I would watch someone else perform. I mean, I'm struggling with this, in fact. <laughs> you did say at the end of that, I'm very kind. I'm very kind. Of course yeah. it would. If someone watched me perform and there were not many people, I would then watch them perform. Well, it just doesn't sound true, does it? Yeah. And see, I'm immediately discounting C because it had the sentence, you still got paid. <laughs> so that's a great gig. I mean, yeah. yeah. Can I hear What's A again? A was that uh, there was no stage and no microphone that mm. worked and so he just performed in the uh, middle of the dance floor with helium balloons on, on the ceiling with their ribbons down over his face. Yeah. So it looked like he was performing in a school of jellyfish. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, that one sounds the truest to me. me so we've got, we got him being interested in other people's welfare in the second one, which clearly would never <laughs> happen. <laughs> and then the third one doesn't That's sound really right either, cruel, does it? No. <laughs> Would you say this was the worst gig you ever you've ever done? Is this oh the worst god gig? no! This is my first real death. It was a corporate yeah. death. The most money I'd ever been paid. It was fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it was a lot of money. It was a hotel in Perth as well. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. Mm. What was the hotel? It was a hotel in Perth. What's the name of the hotel? The Duxton. Okay. Because he was buying time there, though. Wasn't yeah, the he? Duxton. I mean, but yeah. that's not in dispute, is yeah, it? Yeah, that's not the hotel's not the the lie part of yeah. it. Like, they all happen in a hotel. Yeah, the lie isn't that I got booked for a gig. I promise, I did get a gig. So can I ask? Yes. Because anyone who's done a corporate has probably experienced this. 
Were you a surprise? Uh, I was a surprise in, in as much as I was 20 and nobody knew who I was. So they're like, oh, who's she? Because <laughs> <laughs> can I say, I, uh, the worst corporates I've ever done, w- which is all of them, but I'm, <laughs> are when you're a surprise. And one yeah. that particularly stays with me is when I was doing one for um, some sort of insurance company and just before I went on stage, the woman turned to me and said, you know, you're a surprise, right? So all week, every Everyone's been trying to guess oh, no. who you are. Oh, no. And everyone thinks you're Delta Goodrum. <laughs> and the only laugh I got during that entire spot was when I referred to how disappointed they must be <laughs> that I wasn't Delta Goodrum. How does that rumour even get around, though? Like, I don't oh, know. Booked. But I, I've been really good at that. I did another one for a bunch of accountants and just before I went on stage that time, the woman turned to me and said, the guys didn't want you. They wanted Max Walker. (laughs) (laughs) So I, of course, pulled out all my cricket anecdotes and uh, that went down a treat. (laughs) Because I did one recently which was a surprise at the end of the day that had a three-day function and they were all wanting to drive home now you got to watch some comedy I'm like this is the worst like they all want to go home to their kids and I'm not good so this is even worse for you I got um they wanted me to be a surprise at a real estate agent's function this is this is like two years ago and uh they said yeah we what we're going to do is we're just going you're just going to walk out and then we'll just just lights up and and you're there and everyone will be like oh my god you're there And I said, because we all know surprises don't work because, you know, some people are excited, other people don't know who you are, it, you know, it never works. So I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And they said, no, 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 that's what we're going to do. We're gonna have... I said, no, is there an MC? Yes, there is. I said, well, the MC's going to introduce me. It's like, well, we, we asked you to do this. And I, yeah, and I go, yeah, I remember the email. I said, no, <laughs> in the email. And I'm not joking, this woman said to me, this is why we pay you, to do what you're fucking told. <laughs> And I was like, this is amazing. Clearly you are unaware of my reputation. Because <laughs> I said to her, I could also not do this gig. What do you think about that? Anyway, she shat herself. <laughs> oh, so I did the gig and it went well, but the best part was at the very end of the gig. It had gone well at the end of the gig. Nelson Alexander, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't resist, it had gone well. So I said, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. Thank you. It's been a great gig. And I'd especially like to thank the woman who organised it because she treated me so beautifully backstage. (laughs) So that was a shot just for her to fucking feel. (laughs) She sounds like one of Kate's tweets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she hurt me. Uh, So do people know what they think they're going to lock in? A, B or C for Joel's... Joel's Well, I'm, I'm tending towards A... So the Tom, reasons already stated. Tom thinks A. Yeah, yeah school I am too. I'm going to go C. You're going to go C? I'm going to go C because the, that sounds He's still got horrific. paid. Mm. Still getting paid. Yeah, always get paid. Oh, hang on. Two microphones. Did they have a cord or were they cordless? Uh, cordless. Oh, he hesitated. It's well, it's quite a while. It was 10 <laughs> years, it was ten you years always ago. Know, or you always know. Like, just any gig. <laughs> ask me about any gig. I'll tell you. Cordless cord. <laughs> I can tell straight away. You'll just say, what? Fucking Peter Shamar SL, 1997. I'll be like, cordless. Crackled a bit. I, I just know straight away. There's only two cordless mics in Perth, so they have to share them around the venues. So we've got A, A A. and C. The correct answer was A, so a point there for Tom, point there for Judith, and a point for Joel. Such a bad gig. At one point, because no one could see me, so there's a thousand hotel staff, and I was all these streamers we were talking about here. So I thought I'd start talking about how great the Hyatt is next door, and uh, <laughs> I love all the, the the offers that the Hyatt has. And then um, I didn't know what to do, so I just started screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I just dropped the microphone and <laughs> like that, and people turned around like, "What's happening in the streamers?" They thought someone was getting murdered. I walked. I didn't have anything to follow that up with, so they I just thought you'd off. been bit by a jellyfish, so they yeah. just pissed on you, like. Yeah. <laughs> You know, another just another quick terrible corporate one was it's and it's the only time I've done anything connected with the Melbourne Cup. So I had to host a tent 
all day. And I knew 30 seconds into the gig that they hated me. <laughs> so every time I went on stage, just silence, just bone-crushing silence. And then cut to the end of the day, the CEO is thanking everybody. You know, they had heaps of money, like James Morrison was there playing his whatever he plays. Anyway, <laughs> it was like they thanked everybody apart from me. There was this enormous pause. And then he just, he looked, I almost felt for him because it was like, what am I going to say? And he just went. And a big round of applause for Judith Lucy, who tried really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ouch. That's, McCartney and I did one a couple of years ago for um, the Collingwood Football Club. <laughs> it was like a women in business luncheon kind of thing. And, um, and our agents came and it was the first corporate that we'd ever done and yeah our agents came along I guess thinking that this could be the start of something big this was like right after the catering show and they were yeah they were sort of sitting up the back like this this is very promising and um and we'd been like you know rehearsing this set that we were gonna do um we'd never done anything like it before and <laughs> we <laughs> we didn't know what to do to start it so we just played Gloria Estefan's like, get on your feet and walked around the room just going, women! <laughs> Business! ABNs! GST! And, just, and they fucking hated it. And we did this whole fucking thing with a thermomix and it was fucking like we made rice and just fucking... And then at the end of it, like, we had to go backstage and Eddie McGoy was like, yeah, yeah, I can see how other people like you. <laughs> and our agents never mentioned a corporate gig ever again. That was it. Done. Uh, and in the round of scores are uh, Kate on two points, Joel on three points, <laughs> Judith on three points, in the lead still on five points, it's Tom Gleeson. Thanks. Hey everyone, just stopping the podcast there. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Just to let you know about a bunch of things that I have going on and I didn't don't say at the end in the plugs. So, if you want to get a t-shirt, hit me up. I can provide you a t-shirt. So the t-shirts are designed by Celeste Potter. They're $35 each. They go from sizes small to triple X large. So they look very, very cool. Be the coolest person and wear a Don't You Know I Am t-shirt. So uh, hit me up at uh, joshgirl.com.au. There's a place there and we can do a thing. Or if you're coming along on the Sundays, um, we sell them there. And we also have now a card reader. So if you were there on this Sunday and didn't have cash, we can fix you up. It's going to be all okay. If you're in Perth, I'm coming over to Perth and I'm doing my show, Josh Earl Talks, plus two podcasts for Fringe World. The podcasts are the 9th and 16th of February at the Fremantle Comedy Club, Fremantle Comedy Centre. I can't remember what it's called. It's Sunland Anchor Pub, that's what it is. And I'm also doing talks at uh, from the 10th to the uh, 16th at the Mega Mouth in Yagan Square there. So go to joshua.com.au for all the details. For those two things, make sure you come Perth. The venue is fucking huge. If you're in Melbourne, we have five more weeks of podcasts uh, coming up. So this week on the 17th of November, we have Denise Scott, Geraldine Hickey and Charlie Pickering and one more yet to be announced. The following week, we have Miff Warhurst, Adam Richard, Brett Blake. It's going to be very good. Then the following week after that, we have Harley Breen, Carl Chandler, someone else whose name is escaping me right now but it's going to be great and then the following week after that we have Nina Oyama and uh, Nath Balvo Tommy Daslow and then the final week it's all surprise so it's going to be fun so go to my website joshell.com for the tickets hey also everyone who's been uh, becoming Patreon subscribers thank you very much we've had a big spike in the last uh, couple of days so thank you if you want to be a Patreon subscriber go to patreon.com slash dyk W-I-A. You get a free podcast every month. You get bonus content, like bonus writing every single week as well. And it's also very good to keep the podcast running. If you can't afford that, just head over to iTunes, give us a rating, leave a, leave a comment, give us five stars, please. And that just gets the, the word out there for people who go searching for stuff on iTunes, which is a lot of people. I think that's all I need to say. If, you, if I talk too fast or you missed anything, just go to joshell.com.au. Buy a T-shirt. A lot of T-shirts. You all said, I'll buy one. I'm 
I'm yet to see it. So please, don't make a liar of yourselves. Hey, enjoy the rest of this episode. It's really fun. All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. You can ask them as many questions as you want because they want you to get it wrong because if you get it wrong, they get the point. So to Joel. Now, recently, mm-hmm. Kate's in-laws celebrated their wedding anniversary where her father-in-law, remember him from the first bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hot one. He ate, th- he ate 34 oysters. Coming home on the train, he surprisingly wasn't feeling great, so he got off to use the train station toilets and her mother-in-law, fed up, just got on the next train and left him there, shitting alone in Footscray Station. (laughs) What is a train? (laughs) Am I allowed to ask questions? Yes, ask ask away. Where, Where was the function? Where had you been? It was... So they went themselves to the Langham... In the city. It was a lunch, a Friday lunch. Do you know what? I'm going to say, straight away I'm going to say yeah because I know they do the the open seafood buffet at the Mm. lake because I've Mm. been to it. Okay. (laughs) And it was delicious. And he said he beat his record from the previous year. (laughs) (laughs) And how many oysters did he have? 34. Wow. Right. Footscray Station. Mm. Okay. Um, pretending like I know what that is. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to say yeah because I yeah I know the Langham. I know they do a seafood buffet. You are incorrect. It was no, oh, but that was half really... it was true though. Oh, damn. Yeah. So mm. what was true? Well, all right. So he did eat 34 oysters at the seafood buffet at the Langham, um, and he did get they did get a train home, and he was feeling a bit crook in the guts on the way home. So he did get off, um, and he made his wife get off as well. They live out like Murrumbeen away. So, different train line for a start. <laughs> they live in East Bentley. Um, and so, they got off and he did a shit in a suburban train station and then they went home and had sex. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. We're hearing he told a lot us. about that man I know. Sex. <laughs> I know. And, but combined with oysters and shitting. I know. It's, it's rank. I did, it's once, rank. I did once shit my pants at Southern Cross Station. <laughs> And I don't know why I'm telling this story. <laughs> please do, please do. But I did. This is. I, I had are you trying? Are you trying to sound working class? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, no, I'd had too many goji berries. That's the reason. <laughs> I was on this, I was on this diet at the time. I had way too many goji berries, and they go straight through if you've not eaten. Just FYI. <laughs> So how, how bad was it? Could you get away with it? Or was no. it, let's go upstairs and I had a bag. Luckily, I was on my way to see a friend out in Eltham and then go to the airport. So I had to change clothes and chuck out the, um, chuck out the jeans. This is so not a n- normal story I would tell. <laughs> yeah. And so then after that, can you go out to Murrumbina and fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Something about this podcast, though, Joel, just brings out the shit stories in everyone. I know. So it's good. I can't believe it. All right, now to Kate. Now, when Tom went off to boarding school in year seven... At the end of the first term, his parents came to visit him. The first thing Tom said to his mum was, Hi, Mum, I haven't missed you once. <laughs> yeah or no? Nah? So this is first term. Hmm? This was first term. Yes, yes, it was first term of, yeah, boarding school. Okay, where'd you go to boarding school? It was in Sydney. It was called St Joseph's College. Okay. Yeah. And so how you were, like, 12 or 13 or 11. something? 11. <laughs> I was, I was 11. But did you miss your dad? Oh, he wasn't there. Okay. I well. did miss him. I did miss him more than my mother. Yeah. And I used to tell her that as well. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say when you said that to her? Uh, she didn't say anything at the time. She ended up telling me about it years later. She right, used to love okay. telling other people about it. Oh, you'll never yeah. guess what happened the first time I saw so it. It's a story that I borrowed from her. Okay. She used to love telling because she thought it summarised who I was. Yeah. <laughs> Back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have siblings at the school already? Yeah, I had an older brother. Okay. Then. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, it just it does sound on brand, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I feel. Like <laughs> but then it's I know brand. that you are quite close to your mum, like you. Took your mum on the cruise, and you know, yes. like you know, you've ma- you've you know, you've made up for it in. Like, no, nah, I reckon. No, nah, all right. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. You gonna say no? I think you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you did miss your mum, and I reckon you had a cry. <laughs> you are incorrect. It was actually a true story. 
On brand, baby. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. So it's on the only brand. reason I said it. I was planning to be on brand <laughs> ahead of my time. Were you trying to just stiff up, stuff, stiff up a lip? For, uh, no, what? the truth is I didn't miss my parents. But <laughs> i got to place it a bit, like give you a bit of context. So I'm the second youngest of five. Yep. My two older sisters were at boarding school. My older brother was at boarding school. So by the time I'd gone to boarding school, only my younger brother was left out at the farm. So it was like I'd arrived. It's yeah. like where all the fun was in Sydney. <laughs> and so I didn't... I'd had so much fun that term. I, again, on brand, I enjoyed boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd had so much fun that I... And, and I wasn't meaning to insult my mother. I was meaning to say, you've got nothing to worry about. I've, I've been having a great time. I didn't yeah. miss you once. I was, I was trying to be nice, but... Yeah, but obviously... Well, it's like when I said to my mother, why didn't you tell me I was adopted? And she said, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew that she meant that in a loving, caring way. (laughs) (laughs) Because the bullies always do enjoy boarding school. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I loved boarding school. (laughs) Did you go to boarding school? No. But you went to but school. But I was friends with a lot of the boarders. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaking in the night. <laughs> All right. So a point there for Tom. Thank there's you. There's only so far that we can go with boarding school, like private school boy talk, isn't yeah. there? And then there's a line where it gets dark really fucking quick, <laughs> and it becomes a bit of a counselling session. And we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut and run now. <laughs> cut and run now. Okay. It was like Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you, if you ignored that PE teacher, it was just like Audible's. Yeah, I wasn't a PE teacher. I was the same age as the boys I was walking up with. Oh, why am I? Oh, never mind. <laughs> All right, to Tom. Now, when Judith first moved to Melbourne, she was in a play where before every performance, the director made each member of the cast dance with him to Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You while never breaking eye contact. <laughs> yeah or nah? Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it just sounds so plausible. <laughs> um, was this a warm-up thing for the play? Yes. How long did the play run for? Oh, an, a, a night. Oh, it was just oh. one night? No, no, that was a lie. No, it actually, <laughs> in fact, it, oh, at least four weeks. Okay. What year was it? 1991, I oh. think. Damn, the song's out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was hope, I was hoping it was going to be pre-release. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say, yeah, this sounds exactly like the kind of thing that would happen to Judith. You are correct. Yes, that was a true story. Yes, yeah. It's the only bit of theatre I've done since being in Melbourne and it was a play called In Angel Gear, which was a junkie soap opera and I, there were about ten people in it and mercifully I was one of only two characters who didn't have to perform naked. Yeah, and seriously, we had to do that. Nothing compares to you looking right into this guy's eyes. And he was a fuckwit. Yeah. And it was it, it, it took everything I had in me to be able to do that. And, and at the end of the run, oh, that was it too. It was they wanted to extend the run. And I just started doing stand-up. And we all had to vote about who wanted to extend the run and who didn't. And I was the lone hand that went, <laughs> can we please stop doing the play? And then at the cast party, he said, I really loved working with you. Would you work with me again? And I said, no. <laughs> And I've never acted again, Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now to Judith. Now, was it the whole song? Yes, because he would play the whole song, and so yes, every cast member had to do it. So you you had to get there like every night, forty-five minutes before, so everyone could have a dance with him. And it's a long song. It's It's not a short song. It's a long song, and I can never hear that song again. Um, without feeling I've eaten too many goji berries. <laughs> I mean, whatever happened to just a bit of energy clap, you know? Yeah, That's all you fucking need. Don't you don't know. need yeah. some bloke called fucking Kieran who's 27 rubbing his dick up against you while you're doing your warm-up before a show. Like, it's just... It's no good. Uh, the theatre scene has a lot to answer for. Yeah. So when I was at boarding school... (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, to Judith. When Joel was in year nine, he had to change English classes because his teacher hit on his dad one day at school pickup. Joel's mum went into school the next day and threatened to kill her. <laughs> yeah or nah? What was the teacher's name? Mrs Sinclair. And can I get a description of Mrs Sinclair? She had sort of short, like, a choppy, can I speak to the manager style haircut um, <laughs> and wore a lot of, like, Camilla knockoffs. Um, was she in with a chance? Was she in with a chance? Oh, it's my dad, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty easy. <laughs> um, and would, would, would your mother generally respond like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, she, she raised this, so yeah, totally. Yeah. She's, <laughs> <laughs> She's quite feisty. <laughs> and is your, is your father often hit on? Uh, or was not, this one out of the box? This, <laughs> um, no, a little bit, yeah. Abs- He's yeah. a bit of it. Joel's, Joel's father was in the solo My dad was the solo oh, man. that's right. In the 80s yeah. commercials. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not so the one riding down the waterfall. No, though. he was the one running up the hill um, with the blue healer. As in, like, the dog, not like Lisa McCune. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then at the top of the hill, he cracks open a solo and it dribbles down his chin. It's very homoerotic. And with this, was this before or after said incident? This was after, because like, he, yeah, so this was like, this would be in like 99. Yeah, and this was in the 80s, the solo commercial. And was this teacher, was this something she would do a lot? Or did your father just, did the solo man bring this out of her? <laughs> yeah, I think she just wanted to quench her thirst on an <laughs> ice cold can of solo. <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah. Wow. You are incorrect. Yes! It's not true. Put it Joel. Very good line, Joel. Thank you. I was happy yes. with that. Very convincing. Yeah. I went into a bit of material that yeah. helped. Yeah. <laughs> was, your, was your dad light on the fizz so you could slam him down fast? <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you know how the solo cans have a really big hole at the mouth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so does his dad's urethra. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's giant, like... It was also... My dad was in Star Wars as well. He was one of, well, that's yeah. where your parents met, right? That's on the set of Star Wars. On the set of Star Wars, yeah. Very showbiz family. Yeah, come on. They were, in, they were both in The Empire Strikes Back. They were both members of the Rebel Alliance. Um, Mum was Jabba the Hutt. No, uh, <laughs> they were both rebels in the... In, you know the scene in Hoth base where in the, that's the snow planet? Yeah, they're both in that. Mm. That's where they met. I feel like your parents have just spun you a massive fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that that's me. Where was it, it filmed? Like it was filmed in the UK. My parents are British. This is I not a lie. a lie. This is not part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the end of that round, the scores are Kate on three points. Go for Kate. Joel on four points. Judith also on three points. And Tom Gleason on seven points. Right, this is our final round. It's called Who Who. Who, who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions about all four of you. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzer. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. You can't buzz in for your own. If you do, I'll call you a dipshit. Great. Okay, so, first one is this one. Whose father was so angry once in traffic that he tore the steering wheel off his car? <laughs> oh. Kate. Yes, Kate. I'm going to say Jude. Yes, you are correct. It was Judith. Yes, a point there for Kate, yes. <laughs> he had some anger management issues. <laughs> He also once threw a lawnmower over, over a fence. We, we lived next to a vacant block and anything that shat Dad, he would just throw over the fence, including my mother, which was awkward. The lawnmower wasn't on, though, was it? It was just... Uh, no, okay. no. Still, that's, lawnmowers are heavy. That's yeah, good. yeah. That's, that... Sounds ripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These Perth dads, I'll tell you what. So how did he get the car home if he... Just, you well, straight. Um, uh, he, he pulled it. Well, this was also the Leyland P76, which hardly ever went anywhere. And it was like our whole family just begged him to get rid of that car forever. And he would just say, there's another five years, good five years left in that car. And I'd always want to go, but as what? Somewhere a homeless person could sleep. Because as a car, it just wasn't pulling its weight. But I think so. It was always falling apart. But I think from memory, he just pulled it off. It's like it was like he was going going ape shit and then just went, oh, fuck, and got even angrier. But then just sort of squished it back on. And I think just sheer rage got the car home. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Who here gets their hair cut by a bunch of New Zealanders and the best thing about it is they have no idea who this person is? Joel. Yes, Joel. Tom. Yes, you are correct, Uh, yes. No, it was was Tom. Yes, you are correct. Oh, I was just going for a gag. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was happy to lose a point for that impact. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean yeah. you get your hair cut by a bunch of New Zealanders? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's uh, down in Docklands and it's great. So they don't... Because the thing I... I have to get my hair cut a lot because it's it's crew cut and I'm oh. when I'm shooting stuff you, anyway I've got to get a haircut every two weeks. Oh my god! And so the the small talk kills me. You know how did you get into comedy? What's your first? Oh. <laughs> so I found this place. It's full of the Kiwi. They don't give a fuck who I am, right? <laughs> and they just talk about other shit. They don't really care. Anyway, they finally after a two years worked out I was a comedian. So they'd start to ask me about that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but then I. Won the gold Logie and I went back after that and I thought, oh, it's going to be out of the bag and it's all they're going to want to talk about and I'm not making it up. It was two days after I won the gold, I walked in, they got the trainee to cut my hair. That's how little (laughs) they gave a fuck about me. They were using probably the most famous head in their fucking barber that had come in that year to train some dude who had no idea what he was doing. To be fair, it is the Docklands. They would have been thrilled to see someone. All right, next question. Who believes the best vanilla slice is in Yak and Dander? Who's a big vanilla slice fan? Tom. Yes, Tom. Kate. No, that was Joel Creasy. Oh, yes. Me? I thought so. Well, Tom, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I've been to Yak and Dander, but I don't remember eating a... Is that a metaphor remem- for something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guy. sorry, Joe. That was a check. <laughs> that was a check. Yeah. I, was, I felt bad about even putting that, that coming out of my mouth. That was... Mm. That was... I was being... Yeah, no, I liked no. it. I liked it. Thank you. Because the tension was on me. What, how yeah. does a vanilla slice even... That wouldn't even compare to a, yeah. like, having a dick in your mouth. <laughs> like, what is it? Just, it made no sense. I'm ashamed. Yeah. I'm ashamed that I said it. Not as tasty. <laughs> was, it, was it light on the fizz so you could slam it down fast? <laughs> well, spe- speaking of stuff going into your mouth, question four. Who here has tasted bull semen? Kate. Yes, Kate. It'd have to be Tom. No, right? it was Joel. It's Joel. It was me. What? Yeah. It was me. I was filming Big a documentary. Night out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Can't remember his name, but um, no, I was filming a documentary with Reese Nicholson in Colac uh, many years ago, and oh. you say um, that like that explains everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you were in Colac. We were doing of a documentary. Who do- doesn't have bull semen <laughs> when they're in Colac? <laughs> No, it was a documentary to find out if Colac was the most homophobic uh, town in Australia. Spoiler alert, it is. And um, So you went to suck off a bull. No, I didn't, su- I didn't suck off the bull. They see said, if anyone's going to go, no, don't do that. Well, they said, Homophobic. Yeah, well, they said to us, do you want to watch... Well, they, first of all, they said, do you want to um, artificially inseminate a bull? And I said, oh, a cow. And Re- I said, Reese would love to do that. And so Reese had to do it. And I thought it was so funny. And then they said, do you want to watch a bull and a cow have sex? I'm like, okay. And, um, and uh, this... this, this the bull pulled out too early and um, it was like a super soaker and it shot through the air. It was like a, it was like a silky lasso and it like slapped me across the face, like all, all over me, in my mouth. The weirdest part was the bull's name was Kai, like, it was a, like a personal trainer or something. But anyway, I have tasted bull semen is the point of that story. Would you recommend? Uh, no, no, I prefer a vanilla slice. <laughs> Say top marks for silky lasso. Thank you. I think we all enjoy that. I've had a beer. I'm feeling very creative. <laughs> Next question: Who had a strange interaction with a child recently when they told them the child told them that if they're good, their grandmother gives them a pussy pussy? <laughs> oh, Joel. Yes, Joel. Kate. You are correct. Yes, it is Kate. Yes, whatever, Joel. Yes. Yeah. I. I yeah, she said, yeah, when I'm a good girl, my nanny gives me a pussy pussy. <laughs> and my partner and I were like, fuck. I, we should point out this is Kate's child, OK? Yeah, this like, is my yeah. kid. She said this to me and, like, my mum looks after her once a week. So I'm like, you know, I, I'm sort of like equal parts like, oh, shit, my mum's a pedophile. But then also, <laughs> like, I have to fucking sort out another day of childcare. Um, <laughs> like... Try and find a nanny. It's really fucking hard. Anyway, um, so I said to her, what, what, what do you mean? And she goes, um, yeah, and my nanny gives me a pussy pussy from the cupboard. And this is something, I just had a moment. I went, do you mean a Kit Kat? <laughs> <laughs> and she did. She did. So... <laughs> so mum still looks after her every Wednesday, so... It was 
was the reward bit as well when I'm a good girl. It's just like, ah. Anyway. Question six. Who got detained in LAX because they'd been filming in the cockpit on the plane? Kate. Yes, Kate. That just sounds like something you do. You're looking at Joel? No, that was Judith Same Lucy. Yeah. You've, what were you doing? Yeah, look. Um, <laughs> Your little bombs. If, if it happened now, I'd be dead. So <laughs> basically what happened was, uh, I, I don't know if any of you remember, one of the many shows that I've been involved in that was axed called The Mick Malloy Show. And um, I was going to do the Montreal Comedy Festival and they gave me a little camera and, you know, we were just meant to film segments. And so I basically myself and my manager got fucking blind <laughs> on the plane. And, but then one of the very nice flight attendants, we said, oh, can we go into the cockpit? And they were like, sure. This is how long ago it was. So we're in the cockpit and all, I could barely string a sentence together. But all I kept saying to the pilot was, can you just say I'm watching the Mick Malloy show? They didn't. Anyway, the plane landed and Kev and I are going through customs, still absolutely out of our minds. And then there was this, could Judith Lucy and Kim White please go to the... Uh, anyway, before you know it, we were surrounded by security guards. We've got absolutely no idea what the problem is. And they're like, don't you know that it's completely illegal to film in the cockpit? Have you ever seen a cockpit in a movie before? And I said, flying high? <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't go down so well. Well, in America, it's not called flying high, so they were all really confused. Ah, there you yeah, go. It's airport. called airplane. Yeah, airplane, you're right. <laughs> anyway, but, um, but they did confiscate the footage. Never got to use it. Never got to use it, which is a shame because it would have been amazing. <laughs> that the Mick Malloy show would still be on today. That's how good it was. Because that's from your book, and there's another story in your book that I reckon I would have been there, but I don't remember it. Which is when you were at the Hobart Comedy Festival. Oh yeah. And you were so drunk you tap danced and fell off the stage. <laughs> Look. Um, <laughs> The Hobart Comedy Festival was many years ago and for some reason everyone in Hobart went, we're not going to go. <laughs> and, and it was like Lena on Woodley was on, Rachel Berger, Fleety, Marty Shigol. It was like loads of great comedians and Hobart went... Nah. And there were many theories as to why this was the case. One was that there was a Beatles documentary on that week. <laughs> That's the one I personally went with. But, uh, no, there was also, I think, an idea that there were no locals. So Hobart just went, get fucked, Melbourne people. Oh. And so that meant, since we were basically performing to empty rooms, a couple of us went, well, let's just get really drunk every day and that was the festival where Greg Fleet and Marty Sheargold lived on my hotel room floor because I had room service and they didn't yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and really just yeah and so that is the only time in my life I've done a show blind um, yeah I d and you know yes I opened a show with a tap dance to New York New York and just <laughs> fell off the stage can I just say it's just nice it's nice to get a story about Greg Fleet on the podcast that I don't have to edit out. So that's yeah. good. So. <laughs> because I only... Because someone in on Facebook posted a poster of the Hobart Comedy Festival and where us three are on it, I think. Mm. And also Fiona's on it because that was the year that Fiona and me and Hannah Gadsby drank Fiona's mini bar twice in the space of six hours. They restocked it and we drank it again. <laughs> we was passed, Fiona there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we passed out. Then we... Were, got a call, Fiona had to go to do ABC radio. So we went to the radio, came back and they'd restocked the minibar again and those two went on and I went, no, I've got to go home and drink, I've got to go home and sleep and those two finished a third minibar. So where are they now? Anyway, so <laughs> next question. Who here believes they have a racist dog? I mean, I would say maybe he's more of a sexual predator than a racist. <laughs> a common theme in your household. Yeah. Um, Don't Judith. report me. Yes, I'm, Judith. I'm just Tom. Yes, you are correct. Yes, it's Tom. Yes, a point there for Judith, yes. Is yes. he still alive? 
This is from yeah, yeah. yeah no, this is my dog Poppy Parker. Uh, she what? was yeah. She's a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Well, actually, she, she's a present for my wife, not my dog. And uh, my wife <laughs> named her Poppy Parker because she knows I grew up on a farm, and the idea of having to say that name out loud <laughs> when she goes missing drives me nuts. <laughs> Poppy Parker. Poppy. Yes, my dog has a surname. <laughs> she- my wife's surname. Yeah. It and, does um, sound like the kind of dog that's like got a cigarette and a cigarette holder. Yes. And it's a very unlikely dog. And has written some books. Oh, the dog is off-brand, completely. But the, I was watching Zulu uh, with Michael Caine. Anyway, my dog sat there beautifully well-behaved when the British soldiers were on and everything. They, just to sit there attentively. As soon as the Zulus attacked, just went fucking ape shit. <laughs> And I thought, oh, no, my dog's racist. And then I thought, no, maybe it's just because they're Zulus and they're, you know, they're looking ferocious. But no, I started to just watch other films and it'd just be like Lethal Weapon and... Uh, <laughs> is it Danny Glover? He'd walk... Yeah. yeah, he'd just walk... He'd just start barking at the cops that were black. And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> He's one of the good guys. <laughs> so then I realised my dog's a white supremacist. <laughs> You should um, get so on. So now, ironically, I can only have white people visit my house. <laughs> so that's she's turned me into a racist <laughs> because I'm trying to not be embarrassed about her behaviour. It's like having a racist auntie, but it's a dog. Well, you okay? I was just going to say you should get her a job on the panel of Studio 10. She'd fit right in. Well, here's the next question. Who here had Kerry Ann Kenley call them a wimp? Someone? Jo- Joel. Yes, Joel. Tom. Yes, you are correct. Yes, it was a point there for Joel. Yes, mm. she called you a wimp for not turning up and not doing their show. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go on Studio 10 because I, I like performing to an audience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? She called him a what? A, a wimp. Wi- a wimp. A wimp. I thought yeah. you said a, a whip. Yeah. No, a wimp. Well, you need to explain this lingo to me, but a wimp, Sorry. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the day after Logies you wanted to sleep in. Wow, who'd have thought? Yeah. <laughs> who's up yeah. the day after the Logies? Or who's still up? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, but it was, it, she FaceTimed me. That was the frightening part. It was like, <laughs> get a Kerry Ann Canley FaceTime. You tap that, you're on air. I was very tempted to sit down on the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hi? Oh, you think I'm disrespecting the award? Sorry, Kerry Ann, just a sec. I have to wipe my ass. Um, <laughs> Where's the toilet paper? Oh, it's sitting on the Logie carry-in. Oh. Here we go. What else do you want to talk to you? got a vacuum cleaner commercial you've got to get to? Sorry to hold you up. Next question. Who here had to, who had to tell their mum that she had been cut from their show? Someone had their mum in their show had to tell them that she'd been cut. Tom. Yes, Tom. Joel. Yes, you are correct. A point there for Tom. I can't Tom. remember yeah. the story, but I, I just know that it's happened. Yeah, it what's when I, I was hosting the. I'm going to host the gala. My oh. mum, my mum opened the gala with like a like a 15 minute Zumba dance routine. That's right. And then they cut her. She was on her way back to Perth uh, to like have a viewing party with her fa- her <laughs> friends. And while she was on the plane, they cut her because they wanted to get to Husey quicker, which is fair <laughs> enough. But uh, but yeah, so the whole 15 minute dance routine got. We never saw the light of day. Yeah. She never made it to air. It is it on YouTube? Do they? No, we've never spoken about it since. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sore point. <laughs> rookie mistake. Never tell someone you're going to be on the gala until they actually show it on air. Yeah. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah. And our final question for the game. Who was once heckled at a gig by the entire crowd chanting, bring back the juggler? <laughs> Tom. Yes, Tom. Judith. You are correct, yes. <laughs> yes. Um... Okay, that was that was a little gig in Moey. And again, I was emceeing it. Again, I knew that they hated me from the second that I walked on stage. And uh, the only time there was laughter while I was on stage was when a man yelled out, show us your whizzer. Now, <laughs> I remember that Wizfizz was a lolly when I was a kid, but I was pretty sure he wasn't referring to Sherbet unless he thought I kept mine in my vagina. <laughs> So, um, 
It was it was me. I think from memory, Danny Katz might have been on, and then the person that brought the house down was a juggler. And yes, at the end of the night, the entire crowd chanted, "Bring back the juggler! Bring back the juggler!" And just when you thought the evening couldn't get worse, we'd all we all had to stay the night. It was the we were staying at the venue. There was nowhere else to drink in town, so we're all drinking in this room because there's nowhere else to go. This guy comes up and starts talking to me and I'm, of course I'm feeling terrible. And we're 10 minutes into a conversation and he hasn't mentioned the gig. So I'm so grateful. I've just started to relax. And then he said, you know, I reckon out of all the acts tonight, you were the worst. <laughs> and it was my father. <laughs> No, it wasn't. But it was a terrible evening. I'm glad I brought it back up. Thank you. <laughs> All right, at the end of the game, the scores are Kate McLennan on two points. Go oh, for Kate. Judith Lucy on four points. Wow. Joel Creasy on seven points. Oh. But our winner on eight points is Tom Gleason. Thank you. You won. Because you win, you get... To promote whatever you want to promote first, you can plug. You got uh, a oh. hard quiz coming back. It's on. Yeah, it's it's going to be back on air next year for all year round. Yeah. So we're doing. Yeah, we're recording lots of them. So it'll be on air next year. And you got also we've got end of year special for the weekly. So it's the yearly, and there's going to be a celebrity version of hard quiz oh. if you want to watch. Great, Judith. What do you got to plug? Nothing. Not even. <laughs> not even the weekly. Wait, oh, well, he's yeah. <laughs> he's he's covered that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kate, where can people yeah, see no, you? No, nothing. Either. You and Kate working on something else? Um, we are. We're writing something that'll be out next year. It's like an audio series, but that's um, that's about it. Cool. Yeah. And Joel? I am doing a new stand-up show. It's called Messy Bitch. Very highbrow. <laughs> yeah. Great. Can you give up for all the actions of the store there? Yes. Thanks, Joel. We are going to take about a half-hour break and then we're going to come back. Uh, Brett Blake's going to hop up, Eve Ellen Bogan, and I'm going to be doing some stand-up as well. So uh, go downstairs, get a drink. Oh, stay, get a drink here. Go downstairs, get some food. One more time for these guys, and I'll see you in half hour. Bye. podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>